This is Kristen. And this is Isha. Welcome to I'm Not a Peach Crayon. So welcome back, y'all. It's great to hear, or it's great to be back. I hope you guys are enjoying us. And hopefully this time we've figured out our sound issues. It sounds much better. I can hear you in my headphones now. And no fuzziness. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about a... um, a book that we randomly found or I, I randomly picked up in the airport in Hawaii because I need something to read. Just so you know, before you're like, oh, wow, they just go and kick it in Hawaii. That is not what happened. If we didn't have family that lived there, we would not have been in Hawaii. I mean, we would have. It just would have taken a minute to get there. I would have visited friends. So I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Well, you have friends in Hawaii. I, got I have I have relatives in Hawaii. I have friends and relatives that in allow me to come and codes. stay. Anyway, so the book we will be reading or talking about today is called My Sister the Serial is My Sister the Serial Killer. The book we're going to be talking about is called My Sister the Serial Killer by Onyekan Braithwaite. Woo, mouthful. Great job. Uh, so yeah, I picked it up randomly based on purely the jacket cover, honestly, because I was between this and Queenie, and I was in a rush at the airport, and I was like, okay, crime and cool ass uh cover she's wearing like these dark tinted sunglasses and i got a head wrap on look like she's about to murder somebody i don't know if it looks like she's about to murder somebody but i could totally see you rocking a look like this that would be the look i look minus murdering somebody i mean i'm just saying if i was gonna murder somebody those sunglasses are dope uh so basically this is her um first novel she wrote a bunch of short stories or she wrote a a collection of short stories and from what i saw in a um article interview she was saying that they basically were like hey what else you got going on and she was like oh crap i need to make something so this is the product of it Woo! and so you know my sister the serial killer is about karate's sister ayula who is many things, the favorite child, the beautiful one, possibly sociopathic. And now Ayula's third boyfriend in a row is dead, stabbed through the heart with Ayula's knife. Karate's practicality is the sister's saving grace. She knows the best solutions for cleaning blood, the best way to move a body, and she keeps Ayula from posing, from posting pictures to Instagram when she would, should be mourning her missing boyfriend. Not that she gets any credit. Crady has long been in love with a kind, handsome doctor at the hospital where she works. She dreams of the day when he will realize that she's exactly what he needs. But when he asks Crady for Ayula's phone number, she must reckon with what her sister has become and how far she's willing to go to protect her. So pretty much enough to catch my attention. I was reading after we finished the after we finished reading the book, but before we started recording. Uh, her interview and she had mentioned that she was an older sister as well so in the book she's Karate is the older sister and she's writing from the perspective so you get first per- person perspective of that but she was saying that as an older sister she had the responsibility like thrust upon her as well and her own mother had said like she had needed to be like a dustpin <clears throat> a dustbin excuse me you've got to take whatever shit whatever rubbish comes your way and you have to be gracious about it that's some sage advice, but it's pretty crummy. Yeah. And something else that I realized when I was first reading the book mm-hmm. was that they have the same first initials I know. that we do. I and I was like, I feel like 
in part of the story, she kind of takes aspects of our lives and writes it down, minus the murder and having to cover it up, because that would not ever happen. I refuse to go to prison for anybody. I would make sure that I would never be caught, first of all. And second of all, I would not leave a trend (laughs) going on where people could just catch me. That is very important to know. But if there is anybody that is a law enforcement officer. I haven't killed anyone yet. I love how you said yet. Like, it's still <laughs> well, on the table. Well, I don't want to be like, That's still years on the table from thing. now, they're like, you said you would never kill anyone. I'm like, hey, I love, I'm just saying, things happen, life happens. Well, I have selective memory, so I'm going to select to remember that you said this, that we've had this conversation. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> dead yet. Okay. We're good. Yeah. So obviously this is like a crime thriller slash would you I wouldn't say it would be a thriller per se, but it is labeled a satire. Mm, Black. Yeah. Dark. So and some of some critics did say it was like a dark comedy as well. Mm. I'm not exactly sure what the comedic part was there. I feel like there were attempts to have like dry humor, but it didn't really come off. Maybe it's just because we did, you know, how like satire changes across cultural lines. Maybe that's why we weren't really getting it. I mean, there are some things that you're just like, uh, honestly, it's people. But I mean, she's pretty true to life in her depictions of people that because mm-hmm. you these are people that you're like, oh, I know somebody like that. Right. I know somebody minus the whole serial killer part. I don't think most of us knowingly know somebody who's like that. Right. But yeah, across the line, she did really well in that sense. And I and we were talking about this bef- yesterday, and that she was getting some criticism about how her style of writing or like the characters she was writing about weren't like the same as other Nigerian authors that were quite popular at, you know, that are quite popular now. Excuse me. And she was saying how she's just representing the one side she is aware of what she grows up with. And it's that's I kind of all about what we're doing is like presenting all these other storylines, not just like the stereotypical of what people expect. You know, what I mean, I think it's really interesting seeing this side because also part of me was wondering okay they have the money to afford this house like what's the social class structure I don't know much about it so like part of I don't want to say it was a history lesson or a social you know commentary commentary but it was interesting to see a different perspective outside of like you know a lot of the books that say like war torn or like other things that have become popular outside of Africa you know what I mean well what you were saying she's not being treated as an author standing on her own work but as part of a collective group where they're all supposed to be writing the same thing for many authors that we read their stories or we watch their stories they are not all the same Mm -hmm. I mean if that was the case then we would have the same books and we don't we have different takes on what people find interesting and I feel like this was pretty good and I do remember you telling me that it's a fast read Mm -hmm. so because you told me that I don't think I was expecting something that was going to be long and in depth and it is a fast read but You mentioned also when we were talking about this before the podcast that that was a criticism that some people who have picked up the book had. But because I knew it off the bat, I wasn't really thinking about that when I was reading it. I was just reading the story for the sake of the story. And I thought it was a good story. And I would Mm -hmm. this would be something that I would like to see as a TV show, because if it was a show, you could flesh out a lot 
That more. you could do like a short mini series of like sure. a few episodes. Yeah, I don't think it could go. It's it could definitely not be a show that runs multiple seasons, but no. it could be maybe a season like, or two at most. Yeah, uh, but I think that she has a lot of potential. I mean, for this being her first like actual novel, uh, it was easy to read. I enjoyed it. Like I didn't have too many questions. I liked the flow of her chapters. Everything was one word, but it had something to do specifically like with a point in the story, like a a reference point in the story or like something that the, that conversation was centered around. Right. It was, I thought that what stuck out to me were some of the family dynamics Mm -hmm. and which is one of the topics that it is one of the topics and me being an older sibling or the first sibling i'm number one anyway mm. don't be like uh, me because it's was true like, i don't know about yeah number that one but. she is not a muse look that you have on your face mm. but i understand kind of where she's coming from because when you're the oldest sibling possibly if you're an older sister i don't know if this is the case for a lot but for many of children of the kids that I know or people I know who are older siblings, you have this thing where your parents are like, you're responsible for what your younger siblings do. You need to make sure it's like you become mini mom or mini dad. Definitely. Um, there's actually an interesting, uh, if I can find my, my little note for it, an interesting quote where it was basically, so in the story you have Ayula is the younger sister and Corede is the older sister. And there's a point where uh, Corede is talking about who could she share this information about her sister with? Like, could she possibly tell her mother? And in it, she was saying how her mother would basically tell her as a kid, like, or basically as a child, when they were kids, if her sister was hungry, then she was, um, and she, Karede was responsible because she didn't uh, feed her sister. If her sister, if Ayula was like cold, then it was her fault because she didn't clothe her sister, you know, stuff like that. And it was interesting that, not interesting. I would say as a younger sister, I know that there are, or a younger sibling, I know that there are parents who are very much like that. Like you, I basically hands off once they have the second child or the third child or fifth child. Or basically it's like, we raised you We're we have other stuff to do plus raising you. So you're responsible for making sure you're like, you've already been through this with us. So make sure you're uh, the other younger one doesn't or younger ones don't kill themselves. Right. Uh. (laughs) Because that's basically what your job is. Is you're you're a baby wrangler as an older si- sibling, or you need to make sure your younger sibling or siblings don't kill themselves on, on your watch. So, um, for me, one of the things that stuck out was one of the stories that um, Karedi's recount in the in the book is when she her and her sister and mother are at the market. And how when her younger sister runs off, because Karedi is walking behind her mother and younger sister. Ayula runs off. Their mother runs after Ayula and leaves Karedi by herself alone. And she gets lost and doesn't know how to find them. And it makes her afraid. And I was thinking that says a lot about the dynamic of the family where her mother didn't see much value in Karedi unless Karedi was taking care of her younger sister and she would leave Karedi at the drop of a hat to run after her younger sister instead of reaching back and grabbing Karedi and taking her with her to go after Ayula. And also what stuck out to me is why was 
her child walking behind her instead of in front of her. You know, I would hesitate to say that like there was less value because I mean, if when I see other parents or like the people that I know who are becoming parents now, sometimes when you have a thousand and one things you're carrying and you're trying to keep track of what you're doing and the kids and you see one run off. Sometimes it might've been just one of those where she like went to grab her cause she knew and she just thought that Karina was old enough to like see her. And it was a mistake. I'm not saying she's wrong for doing it, but you know what I mean? I don't know if it necessarily meant that Karina was less value. I mean, that's one specific instance, but I don't think always that it, maybe it's so much that the child is less value. It's just like my immediate tension is seeing you run off. I think because thinking from my experience, mom would not have had me walking behind her as a small child. Right. Well, that's our parents. She, I know. Some parents. But like I said, also I'm thinking in the context of this story mm -hmm. as well, where this is one case in many that Karate is talking about the dynamic between her and her mother or her mother's attention on and focus being more on her sister so for me it was one more thing that supported kind of the the underlying feeling that Karate has the underlying feeling that what she does is not important to her mother or who she is as a person is really not important to her mother unless it's in the context of taking care of Ayula and making sure everything is going well for Ayula that was something that stuck out to me from the context of the story and from the different things that she let slip as the story was going on. Like, I guess I, I know you're trying not to like, I'm give not up trying to give up without... too many spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was but like, she <laughs> does. She does. Like when her mother tells her, you know, she's talking about couching the things that she does. So like Karate makes something or she bakes something. She has to pretend that, it's Ayula who did it mm -hmm. so that Ayula can be more impressive. Do you think that a, a part of that has to do with the fact that also from what you can tell with Karede anyway, and again, we only have her perspective in this, she's already given up on that option. Like she even at one point says like she in her head, that's not even a possibility. And part of it is, you know, the relationship they have with their father growing up as well as like probably other instances we're not privy to because we don't know the entire history of them growing up. And again, we only have the little bits that we have insight in. But I wonder if Karede, how did I want to say this? And then I lost my train of thought. I was like, I had a, a, a thought for this one. Well, for Sorry, me, I think it is partially reinforced by how she is treated by men or by or oh, seen it by seen by men where Ayula is seen as being more attractive and mm -hmm. so men pursue her whereas right. Karedi isn't seen as that she's seen as being ugly and well I don't know wait well, does she say that she's seen as ugly or she just says she, that she's not as attractive as her sister she does allude I don't remember off the top of my head I was she like I don't usually think she comes out and says ugly but she does say that she has been she's received some kind of flack for her for her physical appearance right and well because she's like taller they say is yeah, she saying but they also, and like she she also talks about how she talks about how she looks like her mom too. Yes, but also how her mother would in her description, her mother is not very 
what other people would say, quote unquote, attractive. Or I don't know what attractive is in that particular culture, but you get the sense that she is not someone who is seen as being physically attractive. Mm. But Uh, but her sister is seen as being physically attractive. And it gets reinforced because as they're growing up, she sees how her sister gets treated differently than how she's treated. And she also mentions that in the story. Right. And then like, my question is though, how much, as you get older though, if you hear that to an extent and you see that, cause she talks about um, what happens in school and I'll get to that in a minute, but she talks about how, um, when you think about her getting older, you know, you, she, when she wears makeup and everyone was like, oh my God, why are you wearing makeup? It's so weird. And so unusual on you is that like sometimes I wonder if it's because she kind of did give up on herself and so that added to her lack of visibility and so when she tried to be visible it came off as like new to people or weird or uh, different for them so I'm not saying that it's not entirely true that her sister was who the shoe because everyone saw it when she walked in but also it's like their approach to how they interacted with other people as well how Kareda interacts with her co-workers as opposed to I guess however you know Ayula we don't really know exactly what you're talking about I, I do remember that part in the book but I think that's because it came so long after because she was talking about how when they were younger because of the way their father treated them, she felt she didn't realize that there was a difference between her and her sister. Well, it but it wasn't until they were in school or when her sister goes to the same school that she does that she sees how differently. Right. Because her father, get their father treated them the exact same. He did. He didn't think of Ayula as being beautiful mm-hmm. or Karate as being not beautiful. Right. But what it makes me think of is when you have children in a family and I know there are probably tons of people who read like books about parenting and stuff like that but from things that I've heard they tell you to be careful when you tell children specifically siblings that oh this one is pretty and oh this one is smart because what the kids hear is that oh the other one is this and I'm not is smart and I'm not smart and the other one is pretty and I'm Mm -hmm. not pretty Mm-hmm. Speaking to the point where she's talking about in school, she says, this is what Karede says. I can't pinpoint the exact moment I realized that Ayula was beautiful and I was not. But what I do know is that I was aware of my own inadequacies long before. Secondary school can be cruel. The boys would write lists of those who could, who had a figure eight, like a Coca-Cola bottle, and those who had a figure one, like a stick. They would draw pictures of the girls and exaggerate their best and worst features or tack them and tack them on the school notice board for the world to see. When they drew me, it was with lips that could belong to a gorilla and eyes that seemed to push every other feature out of the way. I told myself boys were immature and dumb, so it didn't matter and they didn't that they didn't want me. And it didn't matter that some of them tried anyway because they assumed I'd be so grateful for the attention that I'd do whatever they wanted. I stayed away from them as long as possible. I mocked girls for swooning over guys. Judged them. Turned the page for kissing and held them in contempt at every opportunity. I was above it all. I was fooling no one. Two years in, I was hardened and ready to protect my little sister. Who I was sure would receive the same treatment. Well, we all know what happens then. She of course, didn't. Yes. She didn't. 
she comes through and, and every she gets but there's a word she doesn't come out and expressly say that she's ugly mm-hmm. but you can you can tell from what you just finished reading mm-hmm. that it was there that she was not beautiful and the thing and is it's not even just her family sorry to interrupt you it was outside and this goes back to what you know what kids deal with in school it was what other people boys <laughs> girls too i'm sure yes like, you know it's that's it's, true we turn on each other because we've been taught to turn on each other and like well, with girls like who's prettier yeah and if you're not part of this crowd then you're out survival of the fittest having those kind of parents i don't know mom and dad never really not that they didn't tell us we didn't look pretty or not but i don't really remember mom didn't wear makeup yeah so we she didn't do a lot of and things she didn't shave her legs yeah there are a lot of things she didn't do that other girls were doing and so i never realized that there was an issue until someone at school, school brought pointed it, it out and, yep. you're, and i'm like what are you talking about my mom doesn't i still have a hard time wearing makeup because i'm not mm. used to that and i feel that i have plenty of color in my face anyway right so why should i add more but if you do wear makeup hey do you but yeah it's not something that i grew up where you have to do that yeah i think we were lucky in that sense that for us our mother didn't force i mean there was a point that there were some feminine things that she i had her she had, she her, had her moments, moments but i think in a scale of like some of the superficial some of the superficial things not all but some like shaving your legs and um, wearing makeup and I know she had lipstick when I was little. I remember, yeah, but she didn't really lipstick. wear that. Off yeah, she didn't, after and while. then she just stopped, th- stopped, and threw the rest of it away. Yeah, like she wears chapstick. So yeah, right. <laughs> she's know, like, she got her facial moisturizer, and she looks younger than me. Probably she. I know she looks younger than me. Mm. We won't. We'll get into that story another time. We will. <laughs> that's what. That's what life did to me. <laughs> it made, made it feel sucked it out old. of me and gave my mother youth. That's what happened. <laughs> So there, you know, there's the sisterly bond of like you feel responsible for your younger sister in this, or Karate feels. But responsible. there's also love that's involved there too. Yeah, yeah, honestly, as well as the shared experience of dealing with an abusive parent. Yes, because that comes in a little bit as you develop, the, go through the story. You kind of learn more and more about the relationship the the girls had or the women had with their father i don't know if all chocolate families have you know corporal punishment but to an extent i understand i we've come from it and but in this one the the dad was he went beyond corporal punishment yeah to straight on full-on abuse and he was not he only stopped because he got tired because he was out of breath basically and when he and he was cheating on their mother and, and then throwing it in throwing it in her face right had girlfriend they knew of his many girlfriends that he was supporting which i want it made me think about the culture how common or is that in that culture dude when a ex of your your dad shows up at your house mm-hmm. talking about hey i was with your dad or not even saying it in those terms but alluding to the your fact that he helped, helped her me. out financially and he was and to be like, yeah, he helped out a lot, a lot. of girls financially. Mm. And you're just like, are you freaking kidding me with this mess? I, I just, yeah, there's, there are no words 
He no was words. he was pretty he was pretty ballsy, and the only reason he married their mother was because he saw a financial gain to it. Is what they mentioned offhandedly when we were talking about how her mother wasn't as attractive, or she thought her mother wasn't as attractive. Right, like that's how her dad got it. That's how her dad it treated her. Yeah, he he treated he treated them that way. So I could see from that perspective why you would think guys are just immature, and they're all or many of them are just like that. They're just they're just ridiculous because of how you see your your father act which but she doesn't usually blanket all guys in those terms who correde yes yeah well but it makes you see how ayula sees those men it's like she had a father who just treated who was like this playboy who just treated he wasn't deep about anything he didn't really care about these women he was just trying to get his his in this all all the situation and, and so she was like well these men are nothing to me either right and i feel that that plays into the part of where my sister is this serial killer comes in because it made me wonder as i'm going through this because yes you can see um how ayula is like her father when it comes to her relationships with men but also it made me wonder if the reason why those men kept coming up dead is because Ayula couldn't kill her father. And because of that, not being able to do that, she was just going after these other men as substitutes. That's a, yeah. Even though some of them were probably better than her father mm-hmm. in their treatment, we at least have one. We, we know of at least one that was really good to her. And that was like a conflict with that because he was, a good as Corede knew of him he was a, he seemed like a good person but there was also an incident where he like had beat her because she granted Ayula should not have been touching his personal property with food all over her hands but, but she that's, was a child no no I'm talking about uh one of the men she killed oh okay because you said the good ones and they were there they I said at least one could be Oh, I didn't yeah, mention yeah. which one, but uh, I said at you least know, one. I was, well, you said the ones murdered, and I was like, out of the ones murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But, well, I wasn't thinking of the ones murdered, but I was just thinking of those general, that she had come tried to. Okay. Those in her relationship. Yes. One of them was. And even then, he wasn't because he was. So at one point, basically, I uh, Corrine works at this hospital, and there's a doctor she's in love with but doesn't know how to approach him. And he, of course he sees oh, her sister. Let's sigh. And she's like, oh crap, he cannot see my sister because if she gets a hold of him, he might end up dead, which he does see her. And she tries to beg Ayula to like, let him go. Don't, to, to, to basically not fuck with him. And she was like, nah, he's basically like everybody else. He's not deep. He just likes a pretty face. Well, no, she does give Karate an opportunity to make a choice. Yes, but Karate don't say nothing. Well, also because I think that she has a hard time really expressing her own feelings. I and think that, it's that, that plays part of it, part of it as well. Yeah, and also I, if it, we go in the whole context of like how she's supposed to be there just for her little sister, then you can think of it as a thing of like she subconsciously doesn't think her her wants and needs are stronger than her sister's because she kind of just gives into it after a while i mean she tries to struggle against it but well i think also it was this guy that she was interested in his his actions as well 
that helped to decide what she what she did because you know when you know that you've been permanently friend zoned then it's like there is nothing else you could do except accept that yeah well the yeah i guess you yes and no because i'm thinking yes and no because i'm thinking of all these different situations and i don't want to like i said permanently friend zone not mm, well it's still up for debate i mean he later on he's like i didn't even know i wish i would have listened to you but that's buyer's remorse true very true uh i just feel like okay so what i was gonna say was though with what were were we talking about before we got off track because i was listing out who he was and then I was going to go back and talk about a specific point that we were. Can we mention his name or is that? Yeah, Tade, Tade. Tade, or I, I think it's Tade. Is it Tade? I, I don't feel don't like know. that's a very. I, I like the word. I like Tade. It's T-A-D-E. So In my head, Tade. I was saying Tade or <laughs> Tade. I was like, ta-da. <laughs> well, Tade. Ta-da wouldn't work because it's got an E. Tade. I was like, Tade works that for That sounds me. like Tade. It's so close to today or ta-da. Not if you say it right. But anyway, we don't know who's saying it right and who's not, but that's not. I'll call him Tade and you can call him Tay-Day. When you read this, you can do whatever you want in your mind because that's how I read books normally. Uh, One thing that I thought was interesting, though, is that, okay, so Ayula and Karede, when you hear about Karede, she's like this meticulous, clean, because she's there to clean up the bodies, basically. She... Everyone has to have a function in the family. Right. Ayula calls. She knows that she'll take care of all the little details, things like that. And then you have Ayula, who's this like messy whirlwind, but like there's some meticulous spirit. Right. But there's still some planning. There's still, I feel like, some calculation going on under that, even though it seems very like. Oh, for sure. All over the place. But there was an interesting point where uh, we were talking about Femi and how one of the. that he was a semi good guy as so far as we know from yes. what the description is so at one point when she's going to clean up the body for femi she's like looking at the place and she's like he's meticulous like me he has the same cleaning products like me and and she literally says that ayula seemed out of place here a blight in an otherwise <clears throat> excuse me a blight in an otherwise pure existence Wow, that is very telling. That, right? To talk to her about, so like, I mean, she didn't say it to her face, but, like, the, literally she was like, my sister is a blight on this man's life, which she was because she killed him. <coughs> but, but also, <laughs> you said that she, w- that you talked about how she was comparing herself to Femi as they were probably kind of like two sides of the same coin in certain regards. Whereas you could also say that in a way, she also might feel that her sister is a blight on her mm-hmm. life. I mean, yeah. which also causes her to have to reach out to somebody because, of course, these are some heavy secrets to keep. Mm. Now, the one thing that I learned from this story is if you're <laughs> going to tell secrets like this to somebody, these are some secrets that you should go and you should find somebody in a graveyard and that's where you should go. Not to this, you know, I would see go find some random person's grave and go there yeah. and then just pour out your soul to that person. Cause you know, they're not going to tell anybody. 
I mean, or you could just kill him. So then, no, you don't no, have to that's not. That is not. I'm just saying that. That awful. is not something everybody can do. <laughs> well, it doesn't work that way. I'm just saying she doesn't have that. So what? She doesn't go to a grave. Cause who does she have that she likes that's dead? Nobody. The you, like I said, you don't have to choose somebody you like. You just go find a nice sounding name and be like, pour your heart out mm, to that person. That's not how I roll, but okay, fine. She did, but she I'm doesn't just do saying, that. She doesn't. If do you're that. gonna have a secret that's that heavy, tell it to somebody who's not gonna turn, who's not gonna say anything. But since she works in the hospital and she's got all this, well, I don't want to say spare time. She she has she uses the opportunities that present themselves, which comes in the form of this uh, coma patient named Muthar. Muthar, I don't yeah, know how to say I it. think that's how you say it, Muthar. Uh, he has been in a coma for quite some time now, and his family has stopped coming. So she decides to uh, just hang out and tell him all her deepest, darkest secrets, and he just snoozes away listening to her talk and then suddenly he is still in a coma <laughs> i thought you were gonna say has a come to jesus moment no <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's in the coma she's bearing her soul as ayula and Tade's love grows together is that what was growing because i didn't think what, that's what was growing what, what was what was not happening go ahead tell me what was happening i saw there was love on Tade's part mm-hmm. and he allowed himself to be reeled in because he like Femi and I suppose you could say on the next level, many people, particularly in this book, men, mm-hmm. they like pretty things. Mm. They like pretty, beautiful things. Because it, it's easy. Things. Well, it was crazy, and I don't remember exactly what chapter because I only took so good of notes to a certain extent. But it's one of the many conversations that, uh, oh, I remember. It's when Tayde decides to tell her a secret about the relationship between him and Ayula. And she basically is like, okay, if you love my sister... And you want to be in this relationship, even though she's like out there gallivanting and flirting with other guys in front of you and out there going on trips with other dudes without you in your face after you give her nice stuff. But she's such a wonderful person. She's so sensitive. But he asked, she asked him, what do you like about her? And he was like, well, she's just so great. I love her. And she's like, but no, what exactly? A good question. And in her head, she's listing, even though she despises her sister sometimes and like hates the situation she's in she's like listing things about her sister off the bat like things she loves and things she doesn't love about her sister and he has not yet been able to say anything about why he loves her quote unquote she's pretty yeah besides she's pretty and she's just a special person and why don't you just understand her and be a supportive older sister why do you have to be such a shrew (gasps) taming of the yes Why do you, why can't you, you know, that's your first responsibility and you're always hard on your sister because that's what she tells me. Blah, Mm. blah, 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 blah. Things we do when we listen with our genitals. Yeah, it gets a lot of us in trouble. Mm. What is it? Sex makes people crazy? Mm. Mm. Or just stupid. What, whichever comes first. (sighs) Y'all take it as you will on that. (laughs) And that end, where are we at? So she's dating Tayday. Today. Tade. Tade today and Tayday um and she's killed three people already and 
from what we learned, I don't know, I have didn't actually Google this, but three or more as a serial killer. And you would think after watching so many Yes, according to, I think it's the current, for the U.S., the current FBI. Did you actually look that up? Website. Um, I learned these fun facts in crime, in crime podcasts that I listen to, but I'm sure I could learn it, look it up. But from what I've heard, it's traditionally three or more, Mm -hmm. but it can also be two or it can also be as little as two as well. So I feel like two is just a hiccup. I don't know. I don't have a uh, mm. legal background in that particular field. As we delve deeper and deeper into all the genres we're going to be talking about in this, maybe we'll learn but more. But usually it's three or more and you're considered a serial killer. So she's kind of concerned that that basically her sister might be a serial killer and she's aiding and abetting and could possibly go to jail if they ever get caught. Which makes you wonder... If she's resigned herself to just be cleaning up her sister's mess, is she going to be like a 90-year-old woman cleaning up a body? Because that's going to be really difficult. That's not going to be easy. You can't you know? can't keep doing that. Like, how long is that expected to last? Honestly, for me, I was like, this is about the time that you should just, like, hop on a plane and fly away or a boat, sail away. Go elsewhere. You know, like several ties. Do you yeah. really need that? Because there's a part of me that was like, Ayula plays a lot of innocence or like she, I feel like she looks kind of plays dumb and like, oh, wait, I can't post this now. She's you a know, master about, manipulator. Yeah, but I was like, I feel like she's manipulating her. Like she knows that her sister, like she loves her sister and would protect her sister. Like I think Ayula would protect Korede and did you can tell that because she would do that because there comes a point in the story where she said it's basically us against the world Mm. which when you think about or when you read the story when you get the chance that is really what happens as they're growing up the two of them against their father they were always together they played together and when he got angry they would try to get out the way when uh was it at one point they're getting a she gets a beating because ayula has a suitor who comes through and wants to you know take her on a date and karate is trying like sees the father's reaction even though he's playing all nice and when ayula gets a beating because she's being a hussy basically in her father because some boy wanted to come and ask her father's permission to take her out right like he was being a gentleman and he she got beat and karate like grabbed her hand and she's like i'm she's not trying to take the whole beating for her but she was there and she took some of the wax you know trying to protect her but i also think part of it is the same as mutually ensured destruction Mm. Because I feel that Ayula could have taken care of many of these bodies. Because as far as we know... I don't know how to clear a body by myself. That's true. That would be difficult. But still, I think she could have taken care of some things to a degree Mm. on her own. Mm -hmm. However, she calls her sister to come and help, which automatically makes Kariti an accomplice Mm -hmm. to these crimes. So now if she she chooses to come, because you could call somebody and if they say, no, I'm not about this and call cops on you, they're not an accomplice. You know what I mean? She made the conscious decision to. Well, it wouldn't really matter at this point because 
there are a few bodies. Well, I mean, just in the beginning. Right. In the beginning, yeah. But anytime she gets a call mm-hmm. late at night from her sister, she already knows what it's about. She and even she's knows- not gonna leave she's not gonna leave her to fix this yeah. issue on her own. Even at one point she like sees her sister calling and she like looks at it and she was like, I wanna ignore it, but she it picks it up anyway. Well, that at that time when there's that that tie of love, loyalty, and then this desire to protect your your little sister because you've always had to protect it and it's the two of you against the world right it also makes me think of there's um a reliance or codependence that karate has to ayula like probably because she it's like she has to be the one to kind of keep her together which she doesn't have to be and she even says that but it's like a the i don't even want to say the responsibility is like a drug but it's like what she knows and so that's like she, it being, makes her useful. Yeah. And if she doesn't have that, then outside of her being what working at a hospital, what does she have in her head? Right. Well, because she in her mind, she's not going to get married and have a family because that's not what her mom cares anything about for her. So what is or her is entire she? value? Her value is in being there for her sister and making her sister's life a happy or good or enjoyable so that because of her sister, then she can go on and have a good life. And that would be the one thing that their mother would give her credit for is making sure or giving her credit for the fact that she is taking care of Ayula and has done a good job of taking care of Ayula. Yeah. I wonder how far that would have instilled would have went with like, even in the mother's mind, how much she relied on well they say that like later on as things got as they got older in their family like she took over more of the responsibilities of taking care of the house as well like her mother just kind of checked out and she did i wonder if ayula was like the last beautiful thing that happened to her you know what i mean because when she had the when she had ayula she you know things probably were still good quote unquote well also but- the attention she probably got because ayula was pretty and then it's like oh you have such a beautiful baby and all these praises that she probably got because probably by this time this is postulation by the way yes her husband was in full swing he's probably full swing way beforehand of course Mm. you know probably right after they got married or even before they got married (laughs) but by that time he probably may not have been throwing it in her face or flaunting Mm. it the way he ends up doing later on when the girls are a little older but here she is and when her husband's not paying attention to her then here she's got this beautiful little girl that people pay attention to and dote on and of course her being the mother oh because of you you have such a beautiful child so here Mm. she's getting this external praise Mm -hmm. but yeah with pops over there flaunting his affairs and things like that of course she wasn't going to be a hundred percent i feel that she was not emotionally strong mm-hmm. enough to deal with that so when she does check out karate has to step up mm. and not just take care of ayula she's got to take care of her mom mm-hmm. because if as you see later on in the story she's the one who's working like i don't know what their mother does i don't think she works at all no but yeah. she works she cooks to, and she, she was cooking before girl. Yeah, she was cooking before and taking care of things. She probably pays the bills and makes sure all these other things are getting done because their mother doesn't do it. 
and Ayula doesn't do it. So here's Karate keeping the family together. Mm. There's a lot of, I think, as we talk more and more about this, I, and we're not going to go into it too much because we don't want to give too many details away. And I think because it's such a short story, it's hard not to go into too much detail without giving too many examples because there's like things in the house that like set back certain flashbacks or memories, memories that yes. like explain a lot of the 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 connections between these three women and also when you think about this story a lot of times when you see true crime stories it's mostly centered around dead women you know yes. what i mean whereas you have this i don't want i don't know if you can say strong or not strong or or complicated women who are trying to survive especially because now you know there's the three of them basically uh the father has done his own thing he's gone and you know doing something else in the world gone his own way gone his own way <laughs> and uh it's just that there's this book is really good if you take it at face value and you don't try to delve too deeply into like things into certain details or points or storylines in this if you get what i'm saying like if you just look at it as a quick read and take it for what it is yes but if you want to know a lot more background you're not going to find it here because it's not that in depth you know who i the other story i would have liked to learn more about is the coma patient mutar who she confides in because even the family dynamic and you only get a taste of it but there's a lot that goes on in it there is um, it, made, it left me with some questions yeah because i wanted to know what happened with that family yeah me as well because he, he his wife, you find out his wife is over there chilling and doing stuff on the side and is just really wants him for his money. At this point in their relationship, you find out that he's, before he goes into the coma, there's a lot of drama going on with his children and their marriage and or potential marriages. And then also like his own children having children outside of wedlock or having like people not taking responsibility for kids. So there's all these little dramas going on outside of like this also storyline that's happening with Corrado Ayula. And there's also one point that I think is my favorite part in the book. And it's a conversation she has with someone about if you have a secret about someone you love, what do you do? And if you had to, would you tell on them? And the person's like, no, because we are hardwired to protect and remain loyal to the people we love. Besides, no one is innocent in this world. Why, you go up to the maternity ward, all those smiling parents and their newborns, murderers and victims, every one of them. The most loving parents and relatives commit murder with smiles on their faces. They force us to destroy the person we really are, a subtle kind of murder. One more time. They force us to destroy the person we really are, a subtle kind of murder. That's pretty dark, but it is deep. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things to that because there are a lot of people and it's not just family. Like he says, loved ones and family members, are people that people who you love. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean family members. Right. Or I people mean, you're you have a blood, blood tie to. Yeah. Because you can have family that's that's not bound to you by blood. But I just thought that was like almost that summed up the entire story for me. At that point, I was like, I don't have to read this no more. I was like, shut the book. I'm done. Bye. And I think that this is why I think she has a lot of potential as a writer, going back to the author herself, if she continues to write more 
and maybe writes longer stories or like has a gets better at creating a complex system in a short story well this is too long for the book is too long for a short story yeah. so she she could handle doing a full-fledged novel yeah it's just being able to i don't know have the time Mm. to be able to set it out and and do that and who knows this could be one small step who knows what's gonna happen for me though when it came to tade one of the things that stuck out was how he was all about what he wanted and then when things don't go out the don't turn out the way he would want them to be all of a sudden it's Karate who has to come to the rescue mm. and fix it. Or it's like, well, you knew this. So what's wrong with you? Because you're supposed to protect your sister. And I think that was one of the things without going. And it's really difficult not to, yeah, to like try- spoil it we for you. We are bending over backwards. <laughs> we like- really are. Because I was people away. are probably like this doesn't make any sense at all, and uh, I am sorry, but we basically almost gave it away. We're, we're really trying not to give it away because I think you should just pick up the book. But how there's this idea that, and from Tay's perspective, I'm thinking as well as from society looking at it from the outside mm-hmm. that you're responsible for what your sister does and you should protect your sister or family or because there's a point where they talk about reputation too and how like the father was out of everything he could have been mad as hell but reputation if anyone found out he cared about his reputation and people i think from what i know from my friends who are from like african culture reputation is and family is a very big thing like those cultures that are very family centered, how will it, re- how will your family react? How will they feel if you dishonor them in some sort of way or fashion by not being marriageable or not marrying the right person or not having the greatest job? I think reputation is a big part of this as well. And Tate had this idea that Kurede's reputation was like, she's a sweet, innocent, lovely, amazing person. And then he meets her sister and he gets blinded by the, by her. He becomes booty blind. Basically. Yeah. And all these quote unquote ideals he has probably as a person go right out the window. Cause he goes from being this sweet man that everyone loves and he can sing a child and taking a shot to like this kind of abu- verbally abusive man because he was like berating Karede at times about how she should act as a sister. Yes, like, but when he finally gets what he asked for, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, I don't like this. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, you need to be this way. I'm telling you that this is how you should be. And then when you end up doing exactly what I asked you to do, then it's like, well, no. I, now I need you to 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 help to help me help to pro- me. to to protect me. And it was like, but no, you don't get that. Well, you can go protect yourself. Exactly. Like you don't get that. You can't have it both ways. And I I feel like that's this this other thing is that in this story because I don't know too much about African culture that there's this perspective of having your cake and eating it too. And we're like, you can't do that. You either can have it or you can like, eat it, but you can't, you can't that's do both. A, that's a concept I feel that crosses all lines. <laughs> but, but the idea that for men, 
oh, you have to do what I want. A woman needs to do what I want, mm. when I want, how I want. But as soon as she does that, well, that's not what I want. Yeah. There's just... There's also an interesting, or not interesting, I, I, I want to avoid saying that word as much as possible in this show. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Uh, but even Karede, when she co- she's looking at how men and women function within relationships, um, and she can, she's kind of biting and critical of a lot of people. <laughs> a little harsh, but anyway, she's talking about this one particular man who works at the, uh, the hospital who is poor. He happens to be a janitor and to her smells and she's like and he but he's getting the ladies like these two girls are basically fighting over him and she's like how in the hell is this in her words basically stinky mofo getting all these women sometimes i wonder that too because i don't know there might be some type of confidence you know yeah you people are attracted to who they're attracted to or you know, you got those work flirts that sometimes happen. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. However, yes, he just wasn't the type of guy that she would, would go right. for. But these other two were. I don't know what their backgrounds were. We don't really get into the dynamics of, of the coworkers yeah. and, and things like that. I kind of wondered if she had was starting to, like, develop this weird love relationship with Femi, too, in her mind. Like, this, like, fantasy. Because she starts... Not like that she knew she was in love with him, but she was like being drawn to him in this weird connected way as she wasn't to like anyone else. And I, I I'm, see what you're saying. I don't think it was a romantic connection though. We, I think it was more of like, I want to say maybe an affinity, but that doesn't seem to mm-hmm. be, that's say. not a good, that's not a good word. I can't think of a better word right now, but I don't think it was a romantic type of thing. But it was that she was seeing those similarities that she had pointed out earlier between them. And so she was just like, he was probably more relatable to her. Mm -hmm. And also because he was a poet. So then she's reading his poetry. He's so sensitive. He's different than the others. Well, he wasn't that different because she also goes into that. He wasn't as different. But that was there's another side of him, and mm. she probably didn't get a chance to really delve too much into that with other victims of Ayula. But he, since he had a social media presence, it was easy to follow. Well, that makes me think that follow like, him. Does she just grow closer and closer with each of uh, Ayula's victims? I don't think so. But I think the things that she pointed out in the beginning about Femi were what probably gave her more of an affinity to a f- to Femi. Well, I'm thinking cuz like Tayday, she doesn't really have anything in common with him except for the fact that they work in the same field, hospital. same hospital and, and seems... she's and she's known him for years and a she year. thought a year. A year. Okay, fine. <laughs> that was still longer than he knew Ayula, but she thought she knew him. Mm, don't we? But all. she knew only one side mm-hmm. and it's probably not a side that he knew probably about himself until Ayula breezed through the doors right this is why i say never get involved with anyone you work with exactly why i say that every time i i agree with that it's mm-hmm. like i don't know what do they call it swimming in your toilet <laughs> it's just yeah. like don't, don't do eat it. where you shit yeah basically. like don't do that yeah don't do no, that i'm i'm definitely like when i see people doing that i'm like that Work flirts, no, that just is 
Don't even just no flirt outside in the public systems of like the CTA because then you never have to see that person again. Yep. Not when <laughs> I have to go to work and see you every day. Right. Nah, I'm just like, eh. I work with you and that's the end. When I clock out, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, never like, see you again. I don't see you again till the next work day. Oh, there's just so many. There's a lot to talk about based off this book. But this book, definitely, if you decide to read it, you don't have to worry about it taking forever to day. It, it it really won't. It, you could for avid readers, you could probably finish it within an hour or two. So I would say for my rating of this, I'm somewhere between a two and a half to a three fuzzy froze. Mm. I would give it three fuzzy froze. Say that three times fast. Three fuzzy froze. Three fuzzy. F- <laughs> I can't even say it two times I know, fast. I, just, I messed up the one time. Fuzzy froze. Three fuzzy froze. Uh, <laughs> I think the quote that I read earlier about like the things we do for family and like the subtle murder was like what would put me at the three. I think the story overall puts me with a three. I just think that there's more that could have been fleshed out, but unfortunately that's not what happened mm-hmm. but i already knew it was going to be a quick read yeah so i wasn't expecting I was, yeah that's why i picked more. it up <laughs> but mm-hmm. i do hope to see her name again for another story right and to read that one she's like a creative writer slash law student so many probably are very creative when it comes to her. like you know law students have to write a lot so you know you're like i gotta might as well write somehow. something that you like uh so that's i don't know i think we can kind of wrap this up it's a it's been a fun time traveling with karede and ayula and and fam that's right so join us for our next episode but until then we'll see you later yeah let's put those crayons back in the box i think we're done for the day Music guy.